Ho ho hello and welcome to a podcast for Christmas. I'm Katie and with me this week I have my friend Annie. Say hi Annie. Hello. Hello. I don't know, I'm so awkward with the intro. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. So this Hello. week we watched an absolutely incredible movie. It's called Christmas Wedding Planner. Um, maybe the most insane Hallmark movie I've ever watched on Annie's recommendation. We're going to attempt to do yeah. a recap, but I don't know how far we'll make it into the recap on account of it being so insane mm-hmm. that I don't remember it. So I do remember mm-hmm. that we start in a coffee shop called Cherry Beans, I believe it was called, something like that. Um, oh, I, I never paid attention <laughs> to the name of the coffee shop, so... <laughs> I paid attention because they kept being like, welcome to Cherry Beans, and they said it like three times like it was a joke, but I didn't think there was oh, a joke yeah. in there. he said it like three times. <laughs> I wasn't sure uh, what the fuck yeah. was. Uh-huh. <laughs> So this girl is getting coffee and she (laughs) crashes into a boy and lets him cut in front of her in line. He ends up getting a bunch of coffees and also like a specific blueberry bagel muffin thing that she wants. Um, Context is this girl is a wedding planner, hence the title. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's she's planning her first ever wedding. Yes. She's planning her first wedding for her cousin who is her best friend. Yep. So I'm assuming we should like say everyone's names. Yeah, I couldn't tell you yeah. any of their names to be honest, but I can I can open my document I where I wrote it down. I specifically wrote them down. Please tell me because I don't know them. <laughs> I'll give me characters called Kelsey Wilson. Um, the Excellent. love interest is called Connor McLean. Uh, the cousin is Emily Wilson, <laughs> um, and she is engaged to. Todd and I did not write down his surname because it was just something. Todd. <laughs> I'm surprised they gave them surnames to be honest. Well, they I think they had to give the the main people a surname because they referenced like the the family heirloom wedding dress, the Wilson dress, um, that comes up like twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They do so much weird stuff. They'd have at one moment, like, we'll probably get back to later, but they have the weirdest flashback to them as kids, like, out of nowhere, where they're just like, you're a Wilson. You are a Wilson inside and outside the house, which is so rogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, yes, yeah, so let's go back to the to the plot summary quickly. Um, <laughs> so she bumps into this guy in the coffee shop, goes to her cousin's engagement party, um, and oh, wouldn't you know it, that same guy from the coffee shop is there as well. And turns out uh, he is Emily's ex-boyfriend from about 10 years ago. Yep. And he broke her heart. <laughs> oh, but it's all fine now. Don't worry about it, they're friends. <sighs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's just such a rogue place to start a cousin yeah. love story from. Like, oh, there's a boy and there's a girl and also it's my cousin's ex-boyfriend. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah. My cousin who is my best friend and I didn't know about this guy before now. <laughs> yeah. They were really serious, um, but I had no idea, even though we lived in the same house at the time. Well, I think they reveal later, like, they didn't live in the same house because she only moved in with them a couple of years ago. So I think that was after she and... Oh, uh, when she was young. That Emily and Connor had broken up. But then they do do that rogue flashback of her as a child. So I was confused about the timeline. <laughs> Yeah, the timeline was weird. like I thought she'd like grow up with them, and it wasn't until she was like, "Oh, we moved in with them like, a couple of years ago." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> um, but <laughs> the main gist of the plot <laughs> is Connor is a Please private <laughs> investigator who was hired. <laughs> he was he was hired to investigate um, uh, the fiance Todd, but he refuses to tell Kelsey who hired him. Mm-hmm. For a really, really, really long time, even when it is like actively a detriment to their relationship, and he's like, I- "I've got to come clean and tell her the truth," and he still won't tell her that. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, he- she's worried he's going to end up ruining the wedding, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh well, you know, if if you want to know what's going on, then why don't you help me and be my assistant private investigator?" And she's like. Fine, okay, and then they fall in love while stalking a man, which is the height of romance. Right? It's the most incredible montage in the world, because they've got this romantic music, but it's just shots of this guy walking round. 
And it's like they're falling in love with just a guy yeah. walking down He's the street, walking up and down. And it's so weird. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be over like several days, but it's not. They're just in the same costumes watching a guy. And he walks like yeah. into a building. It's like one of afternoon. The that's it. But they fall in love. They fall in love. Um, and then the big reveal at the end is that it's um, is that Emily's dad hired him as a private investigator. And it's... I got a bit jumbled mm-hmm. in the plot, I've got to be honest, and I can't remember, Todd yeah. had randomly got so, his, I think, maid pregnant. <laughs> yeah. He, he'd been, like, having an affair with a maid. He, I think he'd been probably having multiple affairs, but either way, he'd been sleeping with a maid, she got pregnant, he decided he wanted nothing to do with it, and so his family fired the maid um, several months into the pregnancy. Um... Like, as, as soon as they found out that Todd was the father, they were like, what if we didn't know you existed, actually? <laughs> what if you left our house and we never saw you again? Um, yeah, so so there was um, Emily's dad, who is dead and has mm-hmm. been for a couple months by yes. the time this film starts. Um, mm-hmm. He was the one who made Connor and Emily break up ten years ago because he... Gave him a lot of money for a loan and then said, you've taken the money and I want you to break up with my daughter and if you refuse, I'm going to tell her that you blackmailed me for all this money. So basically, right? he's just an asshole. <laughs> just lies. He's like a horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> it's the, the weirdest situation. <laughs> Ten years later, he contacts him again. Is like, hey, I heard you're a private eye. Um, my daughter, who I forced you to break up with breaking her heart she's engaged and i don't trust this boyfriend either so i'm gonna hire you to investigate him but you have to keep it a secret and then he died um and and yeah that was the whole thing where like uh kelsey our main character thought that yeah because they found like the check stubs but didn't know what they were for she thought that he was blackmailing her uncle um, mm-hmm. And then she was like, I knew it. You were just using me this whole time. It's like, using you for what? Because he's he's dead. You can't get money out of him anymore. <laughs> like, there's no reason right? for him to still be here. <laughs> like, but, um, it's so rogue as well to be like, I don't like her current boyfriend and I didn't like you I either. love this movie. <laughs> it's so, the movie is so good. Like, I, whenever anyone is like, oh, I don't really like Hallmark movies, I'm going to be like, okay, we'll yeah. watch this one and watch Angel yeah. Falls because they're both absolutely wild well, yeah um, you need like, to when, when i tell you i watch this movie every year at christmas <laughs> like for the past like four years oh my I've god watched it every year <laughs> it's a seasonal favorite <laughs> like i was trying to think earlier because i was like oh but it's not my favorite christmas movie but then i thought like i can't actually think of any other christmas movies that would be so i guess this <laughs> is my is. favorite christmas movie <laughs> Like, I I willingly watch it. Oh my god, so, I love that. It's like, well, I watch it every year. I watch it every year and I make other people watch it as well. Every year you're like, I've forgotten the twists and turns, I've got to see them again. Yeah. Uh, but we will get into the uh, the main, the main twists and I love turns. it, it was brilliant. I had no idea what mm-hmm. to expect. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I read the title and I, because you yes. suggested it to me and I was like, okay, Christmas wedding planner, that seems like a kind of boring one for Addie to suggest, but I'm so- sure it's great. But like, I thought Annie might suggest something a bit like stranger. <laughs> I got into it. And I was like, "This is so great. It's so weird." Yeah. I, I, I think like a few years ago, like four years ago, I saw it on Netflix and was like, "Yeah, sure, I want to watch just like a schlocky romance." And then I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." Because <laughs> the thing is, with with a lot of romances or like Hallmark movie romances, they are very very surface level um and the acting is can be kind of wooden because mm-hmm. you know actors are only as good as their scripts and sometimes the scripts mm-hmm. are pretty wo- wooden this one i thought was genuinely funny <laughs> like i actually thought the characters yep. were quite funny <laughs> i genuinely thought yeah. it was incredible <laughs> i couldn't tell how much of it was intentional and how much of it was like just kind of happened mm-hmm. and they try to see if they could do it and the director was like should we give it a go and then they let it happen yeah but i do think that leads us mm. quite nicely into our first proper section which is the missile trips and this is where we talk about the kind of tropes that it hits of hallmark movies of christmas movies in general yeah 
Um, so I've, this one subverts an awful lot of tropes, but why don't we start with some of the ones that it does lean into? So it definitely has, you know, mm-hmm. our boy-girl meeting at the start in like yep. an awkward location. She's very clumsy, things yes. like that. There's also, there's quite a lot of Christmas packed into it. That's something that kind of can fluctuate in these kind of movies. I will say mm-hmm. there's, there's a bit of decor, but there's not like the visual assault of decor that I wanted. Like I like when you watch a Hallmark movie and every screen has like 10,000 yeah. fairy lights. Th- this is something <laughs> I actually wrote down um, because the, obviously like mm-hmm. when they they first, I don't know if it's when they first meet in the coffee shop. I know she's wearing that bright red coat, um, but certainly at the party, She's wearing red and he's wearing green. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay. Yeah, very <laughs> classic. <laughs> but what I thought was quite interesting is they have like a couple of Christmassy things in like the decor and mm-hmm. the snow and the fact that at one point they make gingerbread. Um, but I was actually yeah. thinking about this this morning because aside from the set dressing and the costumes that they wear... This is not, strictly speaking, a Christmassy movie. Like, it does no. not need to be set at Christmas <laughs> in terms of anything it's to like do with It's like Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just happens to be at Christmas because there's nothing, like, if you spent, mm. if she was a summer wedding planner, nothing would change. <laughs> yeah, literally. You could take this exact, exact premise and just, like, shift it to spring and it would be the same because it's not yeah. like oh and we have to do it at my family's christmas tree farm like <laughs> there's nothing like that it's just like we're in our right. we're in the town that we live in <laughs> there's nothing christmassy about the wedding no yeah. apart from it's in the snow <laughs> there's trees there <laughs> yeah and she wears like a little jacket like thing with her wedding dress and that's it there's no other christmas other than like there's a bit of snow there's some trees in the house and that's mm-hmm. it yeah i would love them to remake yeah. this movie for every season yeah. like a halloween wedding planner <laughs> a spring wedding planner <laughs> at one point they go to a christmas trimming party and there are no trees being trimmed i don't actually know what a tree trimming party yeah. is i'm assuming it's decorating but i could be wrong but yeah there's trees there yeah. but I don't really know. It's not it relevant. It sounds like decor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it it still has a very Christmassy feel to it. <laughs> I like that there's not, like, the romance really takes a backseat to all of the random drama. Yeah. Like, they put themselves in weird scenarios mm. where they're like, we have to kiss at this holiday party so they don't know we're doing espionage. But she has no qualifications to be a PI. He's like, hey, come join in on my very private yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, one of the notes I wrote down in my um, yeah Hallmark movie tropes was, oh no, they have to kiss because it's an emergency. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so good. It's very oh, and there was only one bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no point did they get like snowed in anywhere. Um, no. no, which why why not? If you're gonna do it, you may as well. Yeah, and and neither of them quit their job at the end, so. You know, we're failing on that one. <laughs> yeah. And they don't choose, like, love over career, which sucks. No. Because that's always a great one when they have to be like, oh, I love you more than I love marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if he'd, like, um, just, like, thrown out his PI license at the end of the movie and been like, no, I care more about you than I care about this case that I've hired <laughs> to investigate. <laughs> So she has a very stereotypical hallmarky job, which is uh, like a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. They always have like very visual jobs so they can do stuff. However, she doesn't really do much in her like wedding planner job. Like she's just, she attends the parties that she'd go to as a bridesmaid anyway. Like she's a head (laughs) bridesmaid. Her wedding planning (laughs) stresses me out so much because the wedding's like two weeks away and they're only just doing like the dress choosing. They're only just doing the cake tasting. Like, and also Todd wasn't at the cake tasting so like this is your wedding too mate no Todd's not involved involved. but he does show up at the wedding dress fitting to pay for it as he says but also just to flirt just to flirt with a woman that has like a very suspiciously low cut top on which is definitely a weird choice for them to be like "Mm, he's flirting with her and her boobs are out (laughs) like it's so strange yeah Yeah, I I also love that they were like, oh no, we weren't flirting. It was a total misunderstanding. It was it was like, and it was like, no, that was very much flirting. You were like 
playfully yeah. pointing out the mistletoe and kissing her on the cheek and stuff like that would that was flirting <laughs> <laughs> right um, and they like do the fake dating thing they're like oh that's my boyfriend and it's like okay carry mm-hmm. on which like no reason for them to do that no. no reason for them to really both go to that party like she's not adding anything by no. being there well, that bit <laughs> did make me laugh when she was like, when he was like oh we're undercover I'm gonna pretend to be your boyfriend and it, it was great she was like why'd you tell him that he's like well what was gonna be your cover stories she's like that you're catering the wedding which is the truth and he's like oh yeah that would have been good <laughs> yeah <laughs> also I love that he's like randomly a PI and a caterer well, he like, he co-owns a restaurant to me. with his best friend George who is the one of the best characters yeah. in the entire movie I would like to just talk about my two favourite yes. characters, George and Charles, the baker. Please. I love Charles. <laughs> I'm like, why is Charles getting no play? He's the best guy. Charles <laughs> Charles with his little man bun making treats. I'm like, yes. That man has the worst anxiety I've ever seen on a fictional character and I love him so much. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Every time he was on screen, I'm I was like, yes. He's like stressing out and like, he's like practically ripping his hair out at every moment. And he's like, his big stress is like baking. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I used Eureka lemons like an idiot. Yeah. There's just, I love it. There's really no reason for him to be there. I wish he had random chemistry with someone, but he doesn't. He's just there to be stressed and bake. All he knows is be stressed, bake, lie. Yeah. But he can't lie. He really hates lying. <laughs> the little we know about him, he great combination. So much. <laughs> we we will talk more about him in a in a later section. I have notes for a later section. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you want to yeah. slide into make the Yuletide gay? I would love to. Yeah. When they yes. introduced his, um, the partner yeah. in the um, bakery, or, no, the restaurant, sorry, where he works, I was like, oh, partner, is this yes. a twist? George. Are they together? No, 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 just a business partner. Yeah, he's been gay the whole time. I was like, just a business because partner. Because they like introduced yeah. this guy and I was like, okay, well, he's definitely like queer coded in mm-hmm. a way they're like, they have, they don't do anything explicitly, but like, yes. he's definitely like supposed to be a kind mm-hmm. of camp gay man and he's like, oh, and he's my partner and I'm like, Oh, oh, and then they were like, oh, because he put up the money. And I was yeah. like, oh, what do you mean? That's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, so George is very queer coded. Um, yeah. Charles, very queer coded. I yeah, absolutely. want them to be in love. I they wish have they had a no scenes love. together. They are never in the same room. They're being kept I want a, a spin off movie. <laughs> They're God, both please. catering the wedding in different ways. Like they should have had a meet them, cute at the wedding, kiss. just at the end, <laughs> just let them meet. Like they should have. <laughs> yeah, just like while they're dan- while people are dancing, just have them like both over by like the buffet table or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they like look up at each other over like a piece of bread, so we remember that they're bakers. Yeah, like there's bread in Italian restaurants. There's bread <laughs> in the bakery. Yeah. That's you know, meet cute. <laughs> Be cute. Yeah. <laughs> Give us that romance. <laughs> they they would suit each other so well because George is mm-hmm. so fun and Charles is so anxious. <laughs> yeah. I really want to write fanfic about them, but there's yeah. no audience for it. <laughs> I would love to go on like AO3 and be like, any Charles oh, George oh. fanfic? That, that is a question and I'm going to check right now. No, Please. I'm going to check right now if there is any, so bear with me. Excellent. I hope there is. I just feel like enough hang people on, haven't on. loved this movie that they'll be able to like have written something for them, but it's there in my heart. <laughs> I will if they don't. I've not written fan fiction before, but I will start now for them. <laughs> These cowards, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to bear this burden. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a hard burden. Someone's it's someone's cross to bear this Christmas. <laughs> it's the true meaning of Christmas is sacrifice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if if it's not on AO3, I'll be so sad. Oh, I don't even think the movie's on here. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's so upsetting. That's so sad. Where are they? Where are the shippers? Well, we need. What we need to do is heavily yes. promote this movie. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, if you're listening to this at home, <laughs> write fanfiction about George and Charles. I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this, tell one other person to watch the movie, then listen to this podcast, then write fanfiction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, aside from those two, I did actually make a note that pretty much every side character in this movie every male side character mm-hmm. is pretty queer coded yeah i agree and i don't completely. know if that's just a side of yeah i don't know if that's just a side effect of the fact that this is like a movie aimed at women mm-hmm. so the way and this is gonna come into like gender stereotypes a little oh, bit yeah. um i mean it's like, these movies they're all gender stereotypes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but, like, the way that men talk in romance movies aimed at women, generally speaking, is usually not the way men actually talk in real life. So, therefore, Absolutely. it automatically comes aqu- across in that, that... I can't think of the best way to describe it, but, like, I, I don't want to say, like, a, a, a non-masculine way, but in, in a non-stereotypically heterosexual male way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is the most wishy-washy way I could word that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it. I think they make them all seem a bit feminine, like they do. (laughs) Yes. Yes, thank you. The barista in the opening scene, the guy who kept introducing the the cafe every every time, he did not to say, oh, I just sold the last one to that handsome gentleman over there. (laughs) Like, he didn't need to say that. I had that too. I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, he was adorable. I liked him. Um, we also had the um, waiter at the restaurant that they go to. That I think it was called Turbo, the restaurant, not the waiter. Um, oh my god, I was obsessed <laughs> he, with that waiter he, and how he was like, we can't have office romances here either. And he was just so, like, very, yeah. I thought he was also very queer coded, like, so fun. Yeah, well... That's because in, in that moment he was like, oh yeah, we're not allowed to date here either. And he like turns around and him like one of the cooks like nodded each yeah. other. And I was like, is that like the the little hint of like, are those guys in love? And I think that's the closest we get to actually sort of confirming a queer character in this movie. And it's right. not even confirmed. Also- it's just <laughs> literally a nod towards it. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's just, it's also silly. Mm-hmm. I also think Aunt Olivia, like, is not queer-coded, but is so camp. Like, mm-hmm. she says the most cutting things, but, like, I yeah. don't know. I think she's actually a really interesting character because I thought yeah. they were going to do evil stepmother with mm-hmm. her, but she actually does really care about her. She's just, like, a bit yeah. of a bitch, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's very strict and very, yeah. um, she she's very caring about appearances, but she cares about her family more than appearances. I think she's, and I say I think as if I this is like some insight when it's basically the plot of the movie, <laughs> is the reason she's strict is because she cares about her family and doesn't want them to feel bad by making mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Everything she said just felt yeah. so camp to me. Just very like cutting mean comments but then followed yeah. up by something like nice i was like oh yeah yes <laughs> this is how me and my gay friends talk like yeah, <laughs> i loved yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's a bitchy yeah, queen and i love w- her <laughs> oh, it was a movie it certainly is yes. a movie um also she's i don't know if you've seen gossip girl but she's the mum mm. of sarita and gossip girl mm. and i was like what are you doing here in this movie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was very, very I confused. I was like, whoa, why are you here? Who had to pay you so much money to be in this movie? I I love seeing movies where you're like, this has like a budget of three. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly there's this like act, actor or actress that you recognise and you're like, how did you get here? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I honestly think that 90% of the budget went to the sound designer who had like a soundboard and got to press buttons every now mm. and again. And I loved it. Like they, they would be like <laughs> investigating and it'd be like, do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. and it was like, have weird little music cues. And they, someone would say something and it basically have like a vine boom over it. And it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, exactly. I think that was half the budget. The other half was on the Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, I was reading the letterbox reviews afterwards. And I think the top one was like, yeah. I'm giving this five stars so the sound designer doesn't kill themselves because something's wrong there. Like, because <laughs> it's just so insane. Yeah. I, oh, I thought that was very camp yeah. whilst oh, we were in that God, section. Yeah. I thought the sound design was incredibly camp. I thought it was really camp how they'd occasionally just yep. do a freeze frame or she'd like talk to camera. Well, she didn't talk to camera. It wasn't fourth wall, but she had internal monologue where she's yeah. like, I'm a fierce warrior. Which is so every, every time she had that like internal monologue, I was like, oh, I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> I, I don't like this bit. <laughs> Like, everything else is great, but that that bit was just so... I honestly think you could create the most incredible drinking game from this movie, because they replete lines so often, they have, you know, the weird sound cues, they have, we'll get into it in a minute, but there's very rogue fashion Mm -hmm. choices in it. Maybe I will make a little drinking game bingo for this movie, because it is (laughs) incredible. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But if you had a shot every time, you would die. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to jump back for a mm-hmm. second. Um, I know we're doing this in segments. I'm jumping back to a previous You're segment. Absolutely fine. <laughs> I remembered I was stuff. Yeah. Um, so just jump back to like the the hallmark tropes and everything. But specifically, I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about like romance genre tropes. Yes. Um, um, them meeting for the first time and it being awkward and then butting heads. And, and that is one thing that I, I have some notes on that I yes. wanted to discuss. Uh, <laughs> so I I am a I am a defender of mm-hmm. the romance genre as an yes. escapist fantasy. I was not mm. always. I used to think it was a stupid <laughs> genre. And then when I was in in my, in my second year of university, my two housemates got very, very into specifically period oh, romance yeah. novels. Um, I think especially Regency era. Ooh. Um, and because three of us were doing, yeah, <laughs> uh, the three of them, <laughs> the three of us were all doing creative writing. So they started focusing on writing period romances. And because I lived with them, they were like, passionately defending this genre and I was like damn I guess you're correct <laughs> um and they they raised some like very interesting points that I really wish I could remember because <laughs> I remember them like talking to me about it and I was going wow yeah and I'm like it's left my brain <laughs> um I I just think it's it's a very rich genre that has a lot of tropes and people tend to think like oh the tropes mean they're very repetitive and they're bad writing and not necessarily, as someone who's read a lot of fan fiction that uses a lot of tropes, they're just fun. There's yeah. something you can go, oh, I can see what's about to happen. <laughs> you can look forward to it. It's a sense of anticipation. Mm-hmm. But, and there is obviously like a difference between tropes and formula, mm-hmm. um, which is something we can talk about later if we want to. But like, uh, yeah, generally speaking, Tropes are just fun, and romance is there to be enjoyed. Um, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I think romance movies, especially, are like the only one that really gets criticized for being tropey. Whereas, like action movies are so tropey, adventure movies are so tropey. But like romance movies, they I feel yes. like modern yeah. romantic comedies have to be so like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. We know what the trope is. Like we're like subverting it, or like hee hee, we know what we're yeah. doing. Like yeah. a bit tongue in cheek, and I'm like, just give me earnest ones. Give me an earnest mm. good romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's the thing because people are like, oh, but there's no effort put in because it's so formulaic. It's like, no, you still have to put effort in to make it good. You still have to yeah. put effort in to make it a you know, unique, in air quotes, unique story. Mm -hmm. Like, for one thing, the love interest has to be believable as a love love interest. They have to be compelling Mm -hmm. as a love interest because the whole point is you as an audience member want to love them as well. That is the entire purpose of watching it, is you go, wow, wouldn't this be lovely? Isn't this romantic? I wish this was me kind of Mm -hmm. thing. You have to like the love interest. Like, um, 
Um, like I, I was talking a second ago about when I was uni- in university, and so one of my housemates at the time um, was writing the beginning couple of chapters of a romance novel for her dissertation. Um, her dissertation supervisor, uh, uh, one of the teachers, he was a lovely guy, loved him as a teacher, he did not understand romance novels as a genre. Um, His experience (laughs) with romance novels uh, started and ended with Wuthering Heights. Um, And as a result of that, he he thought every single love interest needed to be Heathcliff. I see. Um, And so when my, yeah, when my housemate was having meetings with him and he was like, but your love interest, he just seems so... <laughs> like, like, shouldn't he be m- mean to her? Shouldn't he be like brooding and dark and mysterious? Mm. Shouldn't there be an element of danger? And she was like, "No, that is that is a genre yeah. we can do. That's not what we're doing yeah. here. We're doing a lovely little story about two people." Yeah, falling I don't want a Byronic <laughs> hero. I want to make my um, little puppets kiss each other and go, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> you you need to like see the appeal in yeah. him, and I I just think like to compare it to like for example Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. um with Mister Darcy who's like the classic like love interest. He is an asshole when you first meet him, yeah, and we don't like him because our main character doesn't like him. And then you get to know him as a character more, and you get to know his motivations, and you go oh. Ooh. He he is actually a nice guy. Mm. Oh, his heart's in the right place. Suddenly I see the appeal yeah. and oh, yeah, maybe she should marry him actually. Like and that's the difference like maybe he could get Darcy her in a way no one else a bit could of an get asshole her. because yeah. he's stuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like but at no point is Darcy dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like, at no point are you like, oh, she could die if she stays with him. <laughs> Yeah, like at no point um, is he like the Christian Grey where you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and and I think like you can kind of compare that same thing with like, for example, in Christmas Wedding Planner when when they first yes. meet, she doesn't like him because he's being a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Thing is, um, Connor in this movie, mm-hmm. he's being an asshole, but he's always doing it like a teasing, playful way. At no point is he yeah, actually mean to her. Yeah. Because yeah. it's always flirty. And because, you know, I'm sure, I know that, oh, I say I'm sure there are, I know there are movies where, like, they are, like, actively mean to each other, they don't like each other, and then they have to, like, turn it around and, and they fall mm-hmm. in love. Um, but, like, it's, <laughs> it's nice in this one because Connor is fun. Yeah. Like, I really like Connor. I think he's such a fun way to characterize like a male lead. Like he's like there's the fun twist of turns role yeah. there, but I also like that he's like just really a nice guy that the family just kind of doesn't like for like normal yeah. reasons. Like <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we don't really like him. He like didn't we didn't really like him for our daughter. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a lot of the time in, in like other like Christmas movies especially it's less so in this one because, as we were saying, it does subvert a few of the tropes. But like in a lot mm. of them, when you have the the main character with the high powered job who goes to like a, a small rural town and meets this local guy who they they bash heads. Um, but usually in those ones, it's because we as the audience can see that the main character is way too uptight. Yeah, it takes everything way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And so you get this this male love interest coming in and basically like not knocking her down a peg, but like a little bit, yeah. but making her realise like, oh no, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. And it is that kind of audience sur- surrogacy yeah. of us watching it and going, oh yeah, he could help me. Yeah. Oh, phew. <laughs> he, would, he would get it and he would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could let um, me take my hands it, off my reins yeah. of it because I have to manage my whole family and my job and my friends and everything. And that boy will be really nice and he'll sort out the yeah. painting and decorating so I don't have to do it. <laughs> that man will research tech for me. I don't want to do that. I can't yeah, put yeah. on the shelf. <laughs> like all of the very stereotypical things, but you're like, that would be yeah. really nice actually. I'd love someone to put up a shelf. <laughs> Yeah, we get 
You go, oh, my job stresses me out as well. Oh, if only I had a a, a big, strong, strapping, stable lad to come yeah. and make my life better. I would and- love a big, strong, strapping, stable lad to come in and be like, let me do marketing for you, babe. It's uh, you're, Just go to bed. Me, I'll do the marketing for you. Yeah. <laughs> just come in and say, hey, hey, you don't need to do that. And I'll be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> So true. I really I'd don't love need to, to not do, do my job. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think like it, it's an escapist fantasy, and we love mm-hmm. to be there, especially at Christmas. It's like, lovely. I always on. watch a load of these movies, just like in the background during my work day. If you work with me, you didn't hear me say mm. that, but it's just like a nice like put it on in the background. <laughs> I'll see some Christmas. I'll like I know what's gonna happen. Pretty play for play. Not with this one. Don't recommend this one as a background movie. You've really got to pay attention to the plot. But in general, no, you have to pay attention. Yeah. In general, yeah. they like they're pretty. You can follow what's happened. Yeah. You can tune in twenty minutes in and pick it up. Like mm. it's just nice. Sometimes things are just yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you can just be like, oh, isn't that pleasant? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to switch your brain off and just go, Christmas. Yeah. Like, I love to watch a little intellectual movie every yeah. now and again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to think about that and have, like, mm-hmm. deep thoughts on, like, the director's decisions. Like, and in this one, I'm like, what was that sound designer doing? Beep, mm. boop, 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 boop. Love it. Excellent. Amazing choices. <laughs> he's just having a great time (laughs) the yeah the difference between having something that is very trope heavy um versus churning it out because we gotta make that money uh so let's release the same five like five movies that all have the same plot but we've changed the characters names (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're like throwing darts at the board to be like (laughs) yeah when I was initially researching for this podcast, I was like <laughs> reading some insights from people that used to like work at Hallmark and they're insiders, but like obviously you can't mm. super verify those sources. But they were saying like, yeah, I used to just like go on Twitter and Google like Christmas and throw things together and see if they worked with them, pitch it as an idea. And I was like, excellent, <clears throat> love that. You would essentially just like write a Christmas movie like Mad Lib style, yeah. where it's like you've got the structure, you just drop in a different word yeah. in each slot and then go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's this woman who is a uh, executive yeah. something, mm-hmm. and she has inherited a Christmas cookie bakery in yep. the mountains. Yeah, so <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instantly Sounds we're great. like, I'm in, I'm in, let's go. <laughs> and her name is. Carol. <laughs> that it's always Carol or Joy or something like that. And the guy's always like Nick. Holly. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> it's so good. It was kind of also yeah. the thinking behind the title of this podcast, like a podcast for Christmas. I just really like that so many of yes. the Hallmark titles yeah. are like a blank for Christmas. And you can really just fill in your your own, like mm-hmm. a bakery for Christmas, an executive for Christmas. They all work. Yeah. And I eventually will go through and find the roguest possible but, versions of this and like list them out. <laughs> I know that there is a Hallmark movie called A Grandpa for Christmas. Yes, I'm sure there is. And it sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't know what the plot is. <laughs> I, don't, I I'm can't sure, I'm sure what the like... plot could be. I'm assuming someone wishes for a grandpa and it's actually an angel, has been the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also really love when they like turn around at the end and they're like, and he was Santa all along. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> when, there's, when there's an old man with a beard, you go, okay, they're not explicitly stating that that's Santa, but we know that that's Santa. <laughs> yeah. It's only better when mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of like that was Santa all along, it's like and that was maybe Jesus the whole time, wink wink, and you're like, hang on. <laughs> what do you mean? But they'll never say that explicitly. But there's like a reference where they're like, Oh, that's maybe God, maybe Jesus. Mm, don't know, he's magic. <laughs> so, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to Is It a Slay, is there anything you wanted to cover before yeah. we leave this section? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um okay yeah i know it's technic well it's sort of a trope i would love Mm -hmm. to talk about the ending of the movie with you yes so the ending of the movie is absolutely batshit yeah 
don't break. Let's lay out the mm-hmm. ending. So there's they're at the cousin's wedding. They're about yeah. she's about to marry Todd, and then what's his name? Stephen? Connor. Stephen? Connor. Stephen's the actor's name. <laughs> Ah. Connor <laughs> enters and it's like stop the wedding mm-hmm. um, they stop the wedding and then he brings out this pregnant woman from the beginning of the movie turns out that the husband had had an affair slash was just sleeping around with like the staff that work in his house she is pregnant he'd abandoned her and fired her when they found out that the baby was his and then they so they end the wedding go outside and then they basically do it like why waste a good wedding and our leads get married <laughs> Yeah, they've known After each other a for a week. week. Yeah, they've known each other for a week. Uh, so, so many issues with this. First of all, yep. Emily, I would be distraught. She takes it surprisingly well. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, well, my life's fallen apart. But why don't you just marry my ex-boyfriend that I didn't actually get over properly because he left for, like, a false reason that was actually my dad's fabrication. Sure, you'd have some feelings, but like you'd be like, oh, maybe there's still a chance for us. Oh, no, my cousin's marrying him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, but, yeah. Just so... so, (laughs) I I don't understand her because she just found out the, as she says, love of her life. The man she's been, like, planning a future with. She wanted to have kids with this guy. She'd planned their whole future. He's been having an affair. He's got another woman pregnant. Like, and, and he was it's fully just going to abandon that woman and child because he, he, she found out he proposed to her because he'd gotten another woman pregnant. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. and she goes and like sits in the snow and just looks a bit despondent for a minute. And mm-hmm. then Kelsey comes out and is like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. She's like, yeah. So what's up with you and Connor? Oh my God. <laughs> like, You're like, it's she's like, pop. What's going on? It's like, my God. <laughs> The wedding girl. Yeah, and, and like if if I had been planning my dream wedding, granted, like Kelsey planned it because she's a wedding planner, but still, mm-hmm. like I've been planning my dream wedding. Um, just been had th- this whole thing blow up in front of all of my friends and family, right? And then I'm just like, what if my cousin got this wedding? And so I'd be like. No, everyone go home. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> like, I'd yeah. be sobbing my eyes out. You guys take advantage of the bar we've paid for. I'm going to bed. Like, yeah. And, and she's like, oh my God, yeah. Like, also, I would be, we, we had the, the three bridesmaids earlier. Right. The three types I, of bridesmaids, which was what? The three types Clumsy, of Clumsy, jealous, and bitter. The three types of women. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the three genders. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah you've got like the bitter bridesmaid who's like recently gone through a divorce because found her husband making out with her sister in a yeah. cupboard and is like oh marriage is horrible and it's a mistake and everything and she's like gone through the divorce presumably for several months and everything yeah. emily was just like just went just through, there just that and surely she'd be like I've been betrayed. I've been lied to. Everything I know is false. But yes, cousin, best friend, marry this man you've known for a week. Right? And then from her <laughs> perspective... broke my heart ten right? years ago. <laughs> that you definitely have unfinished business with because, like, you've just found out that your dad paid him off and he didn't realise that what it was and then he was yeah. blackmailing Well, she him. doesn't even like, know that at that point. Oh, em- true. Emily doesn't know that. Emily just thinks that he left. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. And then from her like her uh, main character's perspective, she's a wedding mm-hmm. planner, so obviously she likes weddings, so surely she'd want to plan her own wedding. Yeah. So things that she would like. <laughs> yeah, and like, invite her own friends, because yes, like, yeah. Emily's her best friend and everything. Presumably she has her own life with friends and everything, because she doesn't, she's, she's not friends with the bridesmaids. She barely knows no. them. And where's Charles? Because obviously she'd invite Charles. Yeah. <laughs> her only friend, Charles. Her only friend, her GDF, Charles. <laughs> and, but, but not only that, surely Connor would want to invite his friends and right? family. Because right now, half of that audience is Todd's friends and family, who pre- probably don't want to be there right now <laughs> oh my god imagine and then you just you're his like 
cousin like three times removed and you're just watching like oh my god when is it rude for me to leave because i want to go but like they've just walked on the aisle again so i guess i have to stay (laughs) yeah like and and yeah just also like if i was going to like a friend's wedding and i was like just I think they're not called the audience, are they? They're the congregation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I, yeah. It depends if, if it's in a church or not, but I don't, yeah. I've not been to a lot of weddings, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if I was there to, like, observe the wedding mm-hmm. as a guest, if I was a guest yeah. at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I was in the stands, if I was in the nosebleeds at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's say, for example, okay, in, in this scenario, Mm-hmm. You've been invited to my wedding. Yeah. Let's say you got the invitation a couple months ago. Yeah. Maybe you even bought me a gift off the registry. <laughs> yeah. So so you turn up to my wedding. I'm left at the altar. Oh, and then my cousin gets married instead. Oh my god. How would you feel? <laughs> horrendous i'd be like well i want to leave but like they've started playing do 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 so i can't i can't go but like i need to go (laughs) yeah horrendous but if i'm like standing at the front like smiling (laughs) like still in my wedding dress I'd be like, girl, let me get you out of that. <laughs> I'm like trying to do a like hand signals, like, want to leave? And it's getting more and more elaborate. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> You're like, say, if anyone here objects to this union and everyone and like, gets up, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> what the hell is this? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a nightmare, isn't it's, it? Oh my God. It's just like, the rest of the movie, I'm not going to say it's, like, realistic, because it, it's not. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, that last, that ending was just really, like, oh, okay. <laughs> the end feels like their, like, script editors or their boss stopped reading mm-hmm. and they were like, what Draco we can get away with? What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Draco we can put in as a little twist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they barely know each other. She basically hated him an hour ago. Not even mm-hmm. that, ten minutes ago. <laughs> It's horrendous. And she's like, just, and she's like, surely you guys are like, oh, maybe we'll begin to date. But they're like, nope, straight to marriage. Straight to marriage. Like, where are they going to live? Is Who's moving in with who? I don't even think he lives in this city. <laughs> right? Because he owns a business there, but there's mm-hmm. like no reason. He, we don't know that he has a house. We know his no. partner, sadly not actual partner, but best mm. friend lives there. Yeah. But that's it. And he's like... How much private investigating is there to do in a small town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, There's not that many people. <laughs> no. But, just, uh, and also just jumping all over the place. But uh, George's restaurant. Yeah. Is a mob front. Right? It really seems like it. <laughs> I was thinking that. Why are you serving a lobster? <laughs> There's no no other employees Mm-mm. never any customers nope not a single just, time has there been another customer like i really love that they <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the whole thing which i was gonna mm-hmm. say for naughty nice but it's come up is when she like orders him lobster to be like no i'm gonna order for you and then he's like well it's shellfish so i'll die if i eat it but i can and i'm like you have overcommitted to the bit and i have been there i've overcommitted to a bit but you gotta know when you beat you've overcommitted you'll die if you eat the shellfish <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That that's all I wanted to talk about was just how I. It drives me crazy every time I watch this movie for like the nineteenth time, and it I just gets it. that just gets that ending, and I'm just like, you you don't know anyone here. <laughs> You're gonna be like 85 and be like, let me tell you about a Christmas wedding planner and what you do for a year. Yep. So good. Well, I think that takes us nicely into our next section, which is Is It a Slay? Which is just basically the overall mm. vibes, also like the fashion choices. I do mm. think it's a sleigh overall. I yes. think it's very fun and camp. Yeah. Um, the least sleigh thing that I notice in terms of fashion is at one point she just has a red ribbon tied around her neck and it's so yeah. ugly. And all I could yeah. think is like, oh my God, you know, like the green ribbon story where you untie the ribbon. And oh, that's the exact off. thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it wasn't a necklace that looked a bit ribbony and it wasn't. No, it was fully just, just a, a ribbon. ribbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But 
I think despite um, that, all of the very camp choices make it a sleigh for me. Yes. Generally speaking, I think in terms of like fashion, I mm-hmm. like it overall. Yep. I think that Aunt Olivia looks like she has walked straight off of the set of a Christmas episode of Hannibal. Oh my god, that's such a good get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, her outfits are interesting. Um, not not bad, but weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very, like, rich. Yeah. It's, I think uh, not a lot of it did particularly stand out as particularly, like, slated me. What do you think of the wedding dress? I did not like it. What, the, the one with the fur trim? Yeah. I like the I... fur trim a little bit, but the, it was like silvery and I was like, we could have had a nicer wintry dress. <laughs> what I wrote down, I like her wedding dress. It reminds me of a Christmas tablecloth, but kind of in a fun way. <laughs> I lo- that is a really good description. It does look like like a tablecloth that you've pulled out of the cupboard like, oh yeah, this is festive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got the like asymmetrical shorter yeah. in the front, longer in the back, which like you can only get away with if you have the nicest legs in the world. That's not true. Yeah. Anyone could get away with that if they wanted to. But like, <laughs> it's a it's very um, trying to give white witch or snow queen, but like at prom. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was yeah. like, we have £40 in the budget and the wedding dress is not for our main character, so it's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> what have we got in storage? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, like, the Wilson dress that they have, it's yeah. like the family heirloom dress, which mm-hmm. I like that she wears, that Kelsey wears at the end. Yeah. I yeah, like that they, they had, had that it as, on hand. They yeah. had it on hand, yeah, like a backup dress, like, okay. I, I'm glad they established it earlier because I think the first time I watched it, I was like, where did they get a second wedding dress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've thought of everything. Mm. <laughs> this movie is so weirdly put together that I'm like, of course they'd go back and they'd give you like a flashback about the dress. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and then, yeah, they're like, oh God, the family heirloom dress. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so ugly. It's not. It's actually quite nice. <laughs> I quite like it. I prefer it to the yeah. wedding dress, which yeah. makes sense because, you know, the, the lead character wears it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I think it is a sleigh. I think there's enough silly camp things in it. Um, yes. To, and, like, yeah. enough fun moments that I really liked. Oh, okay. No, one thing that did bother mm-hmm. me. So, Kelsey is the head bridesmaid. Yeah. Her dress at the wedding does not match any of the other bridesmaids dresses and i know like the maid of honor head bridesmaid whatever typically wears like something slightly different or not always but sometimes but it's a fully different style of dress yeah it's really odd (laughs) it was very with the like the weird little collar um which i think that's fine if you're like the wedding planner or just a guest at the wedding weird choice yeah to wear walking down the aisle. Yeah. I do like that a lot of the fashion in this movie looked like it was straight off like 2014 Tumblr, like the Twee era. Lots of Peter yes. Pan colours up. Because I thrived in that era. I loved yeah. it. I was like, this is very <laughs> like that. But to me, it did also feel like... This is pre-AI, like this movie, but it did feel a bit like they'd plug some things into the AI and were like, mm-hmm. see what you can make. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this is what they'd wear. This is what yep. they do. I wrote in my notes, um, every line kind of feels like it's being delivered. Like it's all of, they've like Google translated it and then translated it back. And they're like trying to decipher <laughs> quite what it's saying. And I'm like, yes. I'm not sure why everything's like that, but I love it. Especially yep. Charles, I thought it was so good. <laughs> I, I thought Charles felt like they'd actually just like got a guy who was just going through a bad day and been like, do you want to be in a movie? <laughs> yeah. They've got an actual, like, the cater offset and they're like, just do that, but in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, oh, I've got to go bake. And he's like, he's, he's <laughs> talking, he's talking, he's telling the truth. He wants to leave set. <laughs> he just wants to leave set. He just wants to bake. <laughs> he just wants to fake and he wants to fix some ribbons on boxes. <laughs> Cool. Well, I think that mm. transition is one of our last sections, which is just yes. our naughty and nice list. Mm. Kind of our peaks and our pits of it. So I'll start and I will say yes. my favourite thing is all of the editorial choices. I've mentioned the sound, <laughs> but also I love 
that there's like random freeze frames that really don't make sense and don't need to be there. They have the text on the screen, but you can't really read the text because it's yes. a phone on the screen. It's so oddly yeah. framed. Um, <laughs> I know like these sound like bad her. things. Yeah, they sound yeah. like bad things, but I generally love them because they look so silly. Um, the bridesmaids, when they had like the, the clumsy one, the bitter one, the jealous one, for some reason mm. they had to write that on the screen when nothing yes. else has been written on the screen. Like someone yeah. had iMovie and a dream and I loved <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's exactly then, it yeah yeah and then on my naughty list i think i don't actually know because i did just love it um i think just mm-hmm. i would love the plot resolution i don't know because i feel like i would love it to make sense but however i love that it doesn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i would love her cousin to have a bit of more of a dramatic reaction <laughs> yes yeah how about yeah. you what's on your naughty and nice list i think that the ending Mm-hmm. both of them yes <laughs> like mm-hmm. it is when i i've seen as i've said a few times mm-hmm. i've seen this movie multiple Your times favorite christmas movie my favorite <laughs> christmas movie i was sitting on my sofa last night and i was shaking <laughs> during the, the ending i was i was like standing up with my arms in the air going ah! <laughs> like, i think <laughs> i have such a visceral reaction to that scene and i cannot tell you if it's positive or negative <laughs> i would love to sit down with someone especially someone that doesn't watch hallmarky movies but kind of yeah. has an idea of them and pause it every 10 minutes and go what do you think is going to happen next because they <laughs> yeah. would not guess at yes. any scene we're just like and now there's a cheating plot line and now yeah. that's her cousin's ex-boyfriend <laughs> i love yeah. it it's so good i i think if I had to choose anything aside mm-hmm. from the ending, um, my my best moment uh, is separately George and Charles because they were both just so fun and so genuine and yeah, <laughs> I I just love them every time they're on screen. I'm just like yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I completely forgot. Sorry, honorable mention hmm. for the production and things like that and the editorial choices there's one shot where olivia and i've forgotten the lead's name again but they're talking kelsey olivia and kelsey are having like a conversation it's like a deep conversation about the the money and stuff and they have like a two minute shot that's them reflected in a dish and then you're just looking at the reflective dish instead of at them and they're in it and it's such a choice and i love it (laughs) I I genuinely like like that happened and I went Who did oh, that? the cinematography. The cinema. <laughs> the cinematography, like it's so good. I want to know who made the choices and what kind I, of budget they had. I loved I think, it. Again, that was that was a, a a carryover from when Aunt Olivia walked off the set of Hannibal and they were like, "What if we took some of these editing choices with us?" I'm surprised we didn't have like a funky like Dutch angle moment, but alas. <laughs> walks in like stop the wedding and it like zooms in and goes da 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 <laughs> it would be so good I wish I could do like basic video editing so I could make that happen but I cannot <laughs> but if anyone listening can I'd love you to make that <laughs> and if it, yeah anyone listening um make that and write fan fiction fan for fiction. George and Charles <laughs> yeah suggestions um, also for the drinking game for this movie would mm-hmm. love to hear them um, I'll plug our social media at the end but before we get yeah. to my plugs I would like to give you mm-hmm. a Christmas gift Annie um, and that is I would love you to plug something either going on in your life a project anything like that you have the stage yes so I would like to take this opportunity to plug my roller derby team Southampton Woo-hoo! City Rollers um, we have a new intake coming up on the 14th of January uh, 2024 uh, so if you are in or around the Southampton area, um, and you just thought maybe you want to try out some roller derby, you know, please come along. You do not need to know how to roller skate. I Excellent. did not know. I had never roller skated in my life. When I joined, they taught me. I've now played in three games and it is so much fun. 
Um, so we are a WFTDA affiliated league, so we are open to women and non-binary and gender non-conforming people. Uh, we do not have men on our team, but they are always welcome to referee or come as non-skating officials as well if mm-hmm. you'd like to get involved. Um, so yeah, it's just That's so much exciting. fun. If anyone is interested at all, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. We are Southampton City Rollers. And yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to my team because I love them. Merry Christmas, Big shout out to Annie's team. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Got so many more (laughs) listeners just for the plug. (laughs) I love it. Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm going to message them all and be like, hey, listen to me ramble in no seeming like order about this weird movie for an hour <laughs> and then I'll say hi to you at the end and then I'll do a 30 second plug perfect yeah. I love it <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for coming on to the podcast we've loved having you and thank definitely you. go support Annie's me. team join the team uh, if you want to find us on social media we're at pod for Christmas everywhere let us know if you've written any shell fan fiction would love to read it would also love drinking game or make a Dutch handle video, or just have a chat with us about the movie. It'd be absolutely yes. brilliant. So that's at everyone should watch everywhere. the movie. Yes, please. Yeah. If you've got this far without watching the movie, I'm astounded. Um, yeah. It will make no sense. <laughs> it won't make any sense. We barely summarised it at the beginning. Yeah, it's impossible to. It's a work of art. Yeah. And you need to see it. And there's uh, so if- many plot twists that you've got to experience yourself. Yeah. Uh, if you're braver than I am and you've deleted all your social media you can also get in contact with us um, podforchristmas at gmail.com we'd love to talk to you anywhere thank you so much for listening and have a happy holidays bye